Hello and welcome to the Medical Humanities Podcast, the official podcast of BMJ's Medical Humanities Journal. We invite you to listen in and join the conversation from academic discussions happening in our journal to interviews with filmmakers and artists and global perspectives on health and medicine from around the world. Stay up to date with public discussions that matter to medicine and to the humanities because life happens at the intersections. Welcome back to the Medical Humanities Podcast. I'm Brandy Skilache, Editor-in-Chief. Today, I'm happy to say that we have Audrey Schaefer, who has joined us. She's actually on our editorial board. In addition, she is Professor of Anesthesiology, Perioperative and Pain Medicine at Stanford University School of Medicine, and also on staff as an anesthesiologist for Veterans Affairs Palo Alto. So thank you for joining us, Audrey. Thank you so much, Brandy. I'm curious to know more about the Health Humanities Program as it's come into being in the medical school, because, you know, there's um, there's often a different way that these things get put together, whether they're in a medical school or whether they're in, say, a College of Arts and Sciences. I totally agree. And I even feel that um, medical school to medical school or um, undergraduate program to undergraduate program, each health humanities program seems to have a unique stamp, a unique uh, area of focus, and certainly um, its own evolution. Ours started in the 1990s when I stumbled upon a journal in our medical library, Lane Medical Library at Stanford, and the journal was Literature and Medicine. I mm. didn't know there was anything in this area that related the humanities to medicine. I had heard of history of medicine, of course, and some about ethics, but nothing that really looked at that intersection of the arts and humanities and social sciences with health and healthcare and what it really means to be embodied. So I was fascinated to find this journal, and I flipped to the back. There was an advertisement for a conference for the Society for Health and Human Values, and I decided to go to that conference, and it was life-changing to meet people mm. who were so deeply engaged in these questions and these explorations who came from this wide variety of disciplines. Mm -hmm. And since at Stanford at the time, there really was um, not anything going on, and since I was at the medical school, that became the home of uh, eventually what this program was. And we really started as a, a group of like-minded faculty um, and searched for ways to incorporate this interest into medical education. So that was the beginning, and it really hence was um, focused on medical students and continues to have a large component that is directed um, at medical education. It sounds as though when it first began, the faculty were largely from the medical school. Do you liaise with, say, history professors or people in the arts? Absolutely. Even from the get-go, this is one of the beautiful things about health humanities is that you 
can network with people from across the university and in the community as well. We're really fortunate at Stanford to have now two art museums plus galleries across the campus and other institutions as well as a number of departments that touch on these aspects of the different disciplines and how they relate to health and illness. So yes, we have people on our steering committee and part of our affiliated faculty who come from multiple different departments. We had an initiative in 2018 called Frankenstein at 200, where we leaned heavily on these connections and started to build that network even more using that theme of um, Mary Shelley's novel to look at the idea of science, technology, what is human, what is monster from all these different angles. And that was a really fun and um, successful engagement across the university. So yeah, we really treasure those connections. It's funny that you mentioned Frankenstein. So uh, <laughs> I, coming from both um, literature, but also in history and anthropology, Frankenstein is a text I used to teach a great deal and that I have a lot of um, affinity for in the ways that it talks about progress. And so since as a text, in many ways, it's critiquing science and medicine, or it's critiquing a version of progress put forward by science and medicine. And I think the arts so often both critique and subvert even uh, what we think of in terms of medical hierarchies. What kinds of questions did you seek to, to answer using that text? I'd be really interested to see how that engagement works when you're taking that critical lens. We started out with a call for proposals um, to give some minor grants. And I think that those um, began to reflect what the nature of this initiative was. These ranged from technologic, scientific projects like one on um, stem cells and uh, gender and all the way to a person who created a play to look at these questions of manipulating human health and longevity, um, aiming for some sense of questioning what it means to be immortal to um, a student who looked at using the text itself as a way to background and foreground uh, the topic of cloning and, and replication. So there were all sorts of different ways, angles that we approached this. I think the film series, we had a documentary film series and a um, sort of popular film series these also reflected the different angles of these questions. I would say that primarily um, the feeling was that our location in Silicon Valley, in an area that is intensively looking at ways to manipulate what forms of life 
can be considered to hold consciousness and what new forms of sort of a combination chimeric or what have you could be created. These um, questions we felt were really prominent with increasing role of techniques like CRISPR and how those have outrun really the ability to have people formulate guidelines and then have those guidelines be uh, used successfully. So we, we did feel that the location of where our particular project w was um, influenced some of the areas of focus. But we, you know, for example, our film studies professor um, who was deeply involved made a film series that included things like My Fair Lady and Pinocchio. <laughs> um, so really exploring the boundaries and not limiting it to the current technological advances, um, but really trying to look at some of the historic ways that we consider what is human. Well, and it's interesting. Um, I frequently cite Paul Virilio, who was a French theorist of accidents. And one of the things he says is that when you invent the plane, the airplane, you also invent the airplane crash. Like you often accidentally create the the problems when you create the solutions. You create something new, you automatically create its inverse or its its accident, so to speak. And so um, I think it's a really interesting choice of text because so often, especially in the West, uh, in the United States is particularly true, we have a tendency to look at medicine as though it is at the top of the hierarchy, as though it is the most authoritative thing, you know, and somehow beyond question or beyond reproach. And obviously using a text like Frankenstein kind of blows that apart. It brings in all these questions of ethics, of, as you point out, um, we, we don't know how to regulate something that we cannot yet see the consequences of. It's, it's very difficult when we're moving at speed like that. Um, and I think that it's, it's a willingness to sort of be vulnerable, to be critiqued, to choose a text like Frankenstein, which is not necessarily holding up the profession of science and medicine as, you know, something you necessarily want to aim for. It's, it's often a cautionary tale. So, I'm, I'm interested in that because I think frequently the value of medical humanities is its ability to critique and reflect rather than simply to accept and promote. Absolutely. I wound up being amazed at the text and rereading Shelley's novel. There is so much in there about otherness and that really has a great deal to say about our current status with racism, whether the ways in which science is conducted continues to promote bias and racism in the results and who actually gets to be at the table to decide, um, say, who is going to be studied, yes or no, um, that there really was much beyond um, the pure, like, science can be dangerous and what are we doing? You know, that there's a lot 
that has some social consciousness uh, involved with it. Uh, one of the films that was shown uh, was Get Out, and that has really direct relationship to Frankenstein. Um, and I felt that it uh, was really helpful uh, to use the text as a way to get at some of these questions about our society and, and that continue to be so um, deep. And health disparities um, is one of the uh, problems that comes from these biases and in inbred uh, sort of under the surface, maybe, racism. Well, and I think it comes to from the Western, what is in the West, a somewhat artificial dislocation of suggesting that somehow medicine and the humanities were two different things to start with. When in fact, uh, in some ways, I feel like medical humanities is trying to rehabilitate a wholeness that pre-existed our modern conception of medicine, where your health and your humanity really were very much the same thing, as opposed to, you know, distinct um, entities. And so having texts or films or other things that make the lines ambiguous and muddy, um, and then further complicate them with social justice issues, um, being unafraid to, to sort of directly engage with that is really important. I totally agree. I think that's really well put. This idea of complicating our thinking about something. I believe that sometimes health humanities gets confused with just a call for professionalism, for codification, for the white coat ceremony. But really, mm. what we're trying to do is think deeply and critically about medicine and the context of medicine and how those do, as you say, complicate um, everyone's relationship to health, access to health care and um, caregiving. So, and, and meaning making too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's both the discovery of meaning as one does this kind of work and there's also the creation of meaning in doing it, that it is an act of discovery itself. Um, so I personally have really enjoyed, since I stumbled on that journal in Lane Library, I have yeah. really enjoyed uh, this area and um, very much encouraged by its growth in North America, but also across the globe. Well, thank you so much, Audrey. This is really wonderful to have you uh, to join us today. And again, to all of our listeners, we invite you to take part in the conversation. We have the blog as well as the journal and the podcast. You can send uh, questions or even ideas for podcasts to me, Brandy Skilache, as the editor-in-chief. Again, Audrey, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Medical Humanities Podcast. Stay in touch by reading the journal or our blog online. Just follow the links in the episode description. We're also on Twitter at medhams underscore BMJ or find us on Facebook. Facebook.